This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky is, first of all, an amazing Talmud Chacham. Upstairs at my Makom is a safer on Sinner. At home on my dining room table is a safer on Chumash. He's written widely on almost anything you can think about, both in halacha and machshava, but also broadly just in ideas. Uh, his, his English book on Ben Torah for Life exists in almost every... Well, here we have. Not a Talmud, I think, but a Chassid. Rav Lopiansky learned in Mir for many years. He is the son-in-law of the, the late great Rosh Hashiva of the Mir. He lectures in Tikva. But more than anything, we had, we had this a few years ago, the Raman here, to sit with Rabbi Lopiansky and talk about educational issues. He has a sensitivity to the world, not just the world in which he lives, but to the world, the broad world. His knowledge of history, real history, not censored history, is amazing. The pieces he writes, he's become a, a spokesman for a certain type of thoughtful frumkite that we all aspire to. So without taking up too much more time, it's a great school step with Lopiansky here. It's really very, you know, when you, when you miss something, I've uh, been, I've been coming the last few years and always found it very enjoyable. Uh, unfortunately, last year or two, we missed out a lot of things, and this was one of the things I missed, actually. And um, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that the Shiva is doing well, Baruch Hashem. I, and when you sit there, you worry about what happens. And when you sit here, you worry what happens there. Baruch Hashem, Haidul Hashem, things are getting there to normal. And, and it's, it's, you know, So we'll start with just a short word and we'll, we'll, we'll schmooze a little bit. Um, in this week's parasha, we have the brachas that Yaakov gives. Now, it's not quite that way. Yaakov Avinu starts off and he says, he calls them together on his deathbed. I'm going to tell you when Mashiach is going to come, or what's going to happen in It's interesting. I mean, like, why is that so relevant exactly? I mean, it's, you know, everyone is curious about these things, but if it's, he could have, you could say when Mashiach is going to come earlier, he could say it. Like, is it important? Then it says, Rashi says, he says again, and he, instead, he said, he gave him brachas. The word instead has to mean, it's like, it's one thing I tell you, if I don't have any meat, I'll give you fish instead. That makes sense. But if I say I don't have any meat, so you can go lay down on the bed, it's, it's too, the, the word instead has to mean something. I mean, he wanted to tell them when Akhis Ayom is going to be nostalgic. It was the wrong Mahalach. So instead, he's giving them brachas. There has to be some sort of common denominator so that that statement makes sense, that the word instead is actually an instead. So, so I think, being this is, this is a crucial moment in Kali Yisrael, I think there's a, an, it is an, a, an extraordinary crucial point over here in, in, in what to do. A person wants to go somewhere. Person is is trying to get someplace. If he has no place to go to, 
then he's not going to get anywhere. It's, it's, when you're drifting, you're drifting. There's, in statistics, you have a drunken man's stagger, drunken man's walk, random steps taken with no direction that you're going to. That's classic in, in statistics. Um, so if you, you want to you wanna be a good lead, are you going someplace? Are you growing somewhere? I don't know. I'm doing. So Yaakov Avino being Megala the Cates is not just to satisfy curiosity about when Mashiach is coming. That's a childish curiosity. What you're trying to say is, where are we headed to? What is the Cates? If I know what the Cates is, I know where I'm going to, and I know, and then I can try to get there. I may make the right step, wrong step, but I'm trying to get there. And that is, seems to be, on the face of it, the most important single piece of information when a person wants to grow in Ruchnius. Where am I headed to? HaKadosh Baruch Hu was malim the Cates, and basically told us, no, that's not the direction. There's a different direction. And that is through bracha. And let's explain the difference between the two. If I tell somebody, you should grow in Ruchnius, you should do mitzvahs, you should learn Torah, why? Well, I can present it, you get a lot of scharring on Eden. It's true. I can present it, you'll become a big person. It's true. I can present it, that you'll be very happy. All true. But that's not quite the point of it. There's a much deeper, more central point to it. Realizing yourself is really what we aspire to in life. For instance, let's say imagine a person has tremendous musical abilities. And being a Jewish boy, he goes becomes a doctor, and a very successful doctor. But he'll never feel content because he hasn't expressed himself. He hasn't realized himself. Every single person, every single yid is a chelik alakaymi mal. And we have something in us that is far beyond physicality and a physical world. And if I'm to ask myself in one word, what is the point of Torah Mitzvahs? <coughs> to bring that out. To realizing yourself. And that's why Yaakov, it says, he, um, Rashi says also that, Rashi says, um, he benched each person with the bracha that he has. And that's why they got separate brachas. Zvulun came with one nekuda, and the bracha was to realize that. Yisrael came with another nekuda, and the bracha was to realize that, and so on. I know it's hard to understand that, in terms of personally. A person walks into yeshiva at the beginning of the process, it doesn't seem to him that he'll ever enjoy learning, really. It doesn't seem that he's ever going to really relish self-discipline. It doesn't feel that he's ever going to feel good about having someone else's welfare come ahead of my welfare. Those are, it, it, and it doesn't feel that way. And if we have to do it despite the fact, it's difficult. Wes, we can, we can say it's the right thing to do and do it. But what really will drive a person is understanding that at some point I will enjoy it because I'll find me. 
I'll find something in me that enjoys helping the other person before I have time for myself. I'll have something in me will come out. We're working hard understanding a sugya the way it should be understood will give me a satisfaction that is unique and it's uniquely me. I understand it the way I understand it, and so on. So this is this Yaakov Avinu is now being Mikhail Lamanashi Savabesa Akrov. He is he's giving over Kalisrol <coughs> the tool they need to move towards the Tachlis of Kalisrol, the Tachlis of the Bria. The Havamina is by showing the destination, that's where you find it. And the maskana is pointing towards your origin. That's where you'll find it. And that's an ex- in a, it, it changes how much motivation we have to do what we're supposed to do and develop and become the people we're supposed to develop. If we're looking for some outside things, I say, let's say, let's say I don't have particularly great musical ability, but somebody says you can become a world-famous violinist, you'll work hard enough. You know, as they say, Michael Tavis. Okay, I say I won't. I'd, I'd rather take it easy. But if someone gives you to explain, you have it in you, and you're not going to feel satisfied and comfortable when you bring it out, that really pushes you. So, Baruch Hashem, you've, you know, everyone here is, Shanal of Shanabet, you've started the process, you've started a road, it's nicker on the island that they're moving and growing. But understanding that what you'll accomplish is you'll find the chelical kaimi mild in yourself. And that will make you feel content. It will make you feel realized. That's, that's what it's about. That's the, the, all I can say is it, it, it's there's, there's a lot of resources. Push yourself a little bit. Understand that the point you get to is, 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 is the most positive point of, of, of yourselves. And and you realize that you you realize who you really are. Okay, maybe you can. So you'll ask questions. Or you'll. Uh, I have a few questions for the Talmud. Please. Okay. So you you'll whatever. Okay. The first one is based on what the Rosh Hashiva started to talk about, and that's Mashiach. Um, Rosh Hashiva wrote a piece. I don't know how recently. I'll admit I don't subscribe to Mishpat Hamadani, but it made its way to me. About a year and a half ago. It was about a year and a half ago. It's the summer. Uh, okay. uh, first COVID summer. Yeah. The from community misunderstands or overemphasizes Mashiach. If Rashid could share his views on Mashiach and was there any pushback to the argument? So, Baruch Hashem, um, I don't think there was any pushback. There was one Chabad person who um, <laughs> somewhat shared. And, and also, I, I want to be very fair, the person. I'd written, I'd started in writing that we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. This person felt that's life. You hope and you get disappointed. Whatever it was, I, I, whatever. But Could my you point. Share the theme. It's supposed to be sure. Sure, sure, sure. So I, I, I think, I think it is very important. One of our Yud Gimel Ikrim <coughs> is to believe in Mashiach, and that I don't think anyone disagrees with. But if we ask people who is Mashiach, what's Mashiach, then people will kind of. Not be able to, to fit. You have to believe Mashiach. Believe what? That there'll be a Mashiach. But what is a Mashiach? And it's just like the Ram, you, if you ask people if you believe in God, but if you can't explain or define what God is, you, the Ramam says you can't believe in something that you don't know what it is, by definition. So, what does it mean to believe in Mashiach? So, the Rambam in Hilchas in, um, Malachim gives us a definition. 
and I, I want to make it very clear, the Rambam, the Rambam's godless is that he's able to crystallize, and yet everything comes from Chazal, and this is no less than that. So the Rambam's point is that he's, he, the Rambam is defining what Mashiach is, and it's based on, and I'll tell you soon, which Chazal it is. The Rambam says, where is Mashiach coming to? What is Mashiach? There is no Hilchas Tchiyas HaMesim in the Rambam. Done, checked it. I assure you there is none. Maybe after Tchiyas HaMesim will be another value. But right now, there's a Hilchas Tchiyas HaMesim. Why? Because Tchiyas HaMesim is not part of Allah. Yes, the Rambam writes you have to believe in Tchiyas HaMesim. But what is Tchiyas HaMesim? When Hashem decides, we'll know. Mashiach is part of Hilchas Molochim. Klal Yisrael's Klal Yisrael is a Malchus. Klal Yisrael is a Klal Yisrael because we have a Malchus. A Malchus means there is a central authority that turns every part of Klal Yisrael into a branch of one whole. The difference between a federation and a nation is a federation is a cooperative of some sort. We get together, as everybody says, it's for our mutual benefit that we all mow the lawn. So we mow the lawn. It's our mutual. If somebody doesn't want to, he can either take the consequences, he can, but I don't have the moral right to impose mowing the lawn on someone else. Let's take, let's take it something, something very, very um, relevant with how we ought to behave with COVID. Um, you had every range of opinion from the lunatic one extreme to the lunatic other extreme, and everything in the middle. <coughs> but there's no one that has the ability, I don't mean just the physical ability, no one has the moral right to say, Rabbi Say, you've all got to listen to me. So basically, we are a lot of shtiblach, and every shtiblach can always break into two shtibles. So we'll never, we're not a Kalisrol. We are a former Kalisrol and a future Kalisrol. We don't have a tsura, and when people say, why don't Rabbanim, why don't why don't If I'm sitting in a room with 100 Rabbanim, and I consider myself their equal, I may be arrogant, but I don't have to listen to them. So they, they 99 say one thing, it, 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 as long as no Moshe Bezdin, as long as we're not a Bezdin and we're nothing, and that's halacha. When you're talking about secular stuff, it's civic stuff, things like that, there's no way to, 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 to impose any, so we're not a nation. And what, we, what we're waiting for is a king back again. And I know we've all brought up, those of us who brought up in America, to think that, that monarchy is terrible. It's true, because all the monarchs were terrible. But, but I, I want to show an example of something. When I was in saw my first Kufa, from people lived only in Yerushalayim, Haredi people lived only in Yerushalayim or Nebrak, and certain areas of Yerushalayim and certain areas of Nebrak. And the prices went up, as, as happens when everybody wants the same apartment. And everybody said, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. you got to go out of town, you got to go out of town, you got to go out of town. There were a lot of nice articles about it, a lot of kokores, a lot of signatures. It got no place. Gary Rebbe came along, and he told his first chassid, you're going to Arad. The second one, he said, you're going to Chatzor, and the third one, Tashdot. And guess what? They went. It's a monchos. Um, someone doesn't like it, has to leave. So they're able to accomplish a lot more than we can. It's got its downsides. But, but the Maisa, Kali Yisrael daughters along in Ruchnias because we don't have a Malchus. So one is to restore Malchus to Kali Yisrael, and then we become a nation again. Two, building a Vesamikdash. 
a Beis is the most tangible sense of Ruchnius that we have. We have occasional Ruchnistic feelings. We get sometimes inspired. But a place where there's a sense of a constant Ashurah Sashchina, where there's a sense of connecting, we don't have a place like that. And that's the second thing is he builds a base HaMikdash. The Rambam says in Hilchus Beis Abchira that building a base HaMikdash has two purposes. Bringing Korbanis and Ali Regal. Ali Regal meant people who are working their fields hard and want immersed in a physical world three times a year came and charged their batteries. The spiritual charging plug for Kal Yisrael is the base HaMikdash. Third, Unfortunately, and it's much worse, a, a much greater flaw in the Haredi community than in the so-called minor orthodox, whatever you want to, is if you ask people how many Yidin are there, they count up all the Jews in Jerusalem of Nebrak, now Betar and, and uh, a lot also, and that's how many Jews there are. Oh yeah, there are other people there. 90% of the council is 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 almost is, is, is cut off. It's not going to take longer, and we lose. These are lost parts of Kaiso. When God forbid somebody has a family member who's who's cut off, we we we, we don't know what to do with ourselves. So this is ninety percent Where are our feelings for it? We at least. So we, 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 mis- we do as much as we can to take care of it, outreach. That's 100% an imperative. But at least we should yearn for it. Somebody will come, they'll bring back 90% of the council, 90%. And finally, um, the, 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 so, so Ramam speaks about being the Kabbat Sintri Yisrael, and the Ramam says to bring back all the mitzvahs. If we ask ourselves that we show Matar mitzvahs, we would all say yes. The right answer would be about 30-40%. Most, most of Shas is, is not quote-unquote relevant for us. Not Kachim, not Tyrus, almost all. Baruch Hashem's Zroim is coming back. It's big parts of, 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 of uh, Nezikim, whether it's Sanhedrin, whether it's Makis, whether it's Dini Nezikim in, 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 in uh, Mazik, in Shara Mazik and Chayvul. A big chunk of Torah is, is, is undoable. If we really believe that Torah makes a person, perfects a person, brings out the best, then two-thirds of it. And the Ram says restoring all the other mishpat, all the mishpatim and things as they were. So the Rambam is pinpointing four items that means they're from Mashiach. Do you know where the Chazal that he got it from is? Can anyone guess where the Chazal is? The, 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 one of the er, earliest Chazals from we have is Shmanesra, made by Anshak Nesagdola. And we have six brachas, actually, that deal with wanting to have a goel. Mekabit Sintra Yisrael, Tkabit Shofar Gadol. We have Esemach David Abichos Atzmiach, Malchus Bistavit, Eshraim Ircha, and we have Oshiva Shoftene Koreshona. So basically, that's where the Ramam came from. So our yearning for Mashiach comes from the same place that our yearning for a Ruchni sticker connection to Baruch Connecting to Baruch without Kali Yisrael doesn't work. Akash Baruch made Kali Yisrael to be the vehicle. If we're missing so much of Kali Yisrael, 
if we're just a bunch of scattered sheep. With, it's not only we happen not to get along. There's no real way that, it, even in, with the best intentions, if I disagree with somebody, there's, nobody has the right to tell me to fall in line with him or him to fall in line with me. So we're scattered sheep. And, and, and our sense of ruchnius is very dull. So all of these things should be the source where, Mashi- where our yearning for Mashiach comes from. Certainly, Bez Hashem, you know, things will change in terms of the welfare kind of But that's up in the air. Ram says well, it's not clear. It, it's a machlex gemara and so on, whether it be But the Ram says the basic, the bottom line of our yearning for Mashiach is it will create a world where we can focus on our ruchnistic progress instead of dealing with, 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 with other issues. Our main focus of our vote will be that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody asked a question. There are two worlds, or there are different labels for worlds, yeshivish, lifish, whatever, and whatever you want to call them, non-orthodox, what can each world learn from the other? So... In generally speaking, there are actually more worlds, <laughs> and and many worlds can learn from each other. L- let's let's give the let's give a certain criteria. Where do we draw a line? People who are sincerely maminim in Torah, Nakash Baruch and people who were big people and presented mahalchim um, to get there. Um, we can learn. And, and we will we'll start with an assumption that almost every group emphasizes something and by definition something falls short of it. And, you know, and there is what to be learned by looking at the others. At the end of the day, everyone follows a certain road and accepts, is happy with what that road gives him and, is under, and accepts the shortcuts. There is no perfection until Bez Hashem that's one of the things Mashiach will bring. He'll get the roads coming together. But until that point, yeah. um, the, 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 uh, the creation of, of the Yeshiva world in the States, which I sort of remember that happening, created an extraordinary mindset of understanding Torah as being real. Try to imagine people who never learned anything and, and they have no real clue to where halacha is coming from, to the strength of a halachic point. And it, they're, they're secular people, but they're listening to the Rav to do whatever they're supposed to do. It works somewhat, but it, it can't work because you, you're just dealing with serious accusers all your life. The ability, like you have, to be able to sit, to learn a sugi, to understand kasha terits, that you don't just say, well, it's, it's more convenient, we'll be makel. Makel based on what? Will be machme. Machme based on what? What's the sugya? What's the halacha? What needs? What are the type of things that need to be strengthened? What not? That whole mindset came from the yeshiva world, and it contributes that whole um, Torah mindset that that's critical to, to be the starting point. The the vast majority of Klal will start interacting with the world at some point or another whether it's a business dealing, whether it's a profession, the ability to do it honorably with Torah values in a dignified way. The ability to make things run well. And, and because they, they, they understand the world of Derek Hertz. Derek Hertz means doing things 
in line with the way nature works. So that is not simple, not at all. The fact that somebody can be a highly accomplished doctor and be an Erlocha person and a person who radiates, that, that Torah radiates his life, he's honest in his business and transactions, he's civil in interacting with people, he's kind and pleasant, and he is who he is, and yet is able to interact. That's what Torah is there for. And that is something that the, the again, when somebody, that unfortunately, the word modern orthodox has two meanings to it. One is people have taken Torah and brought it into the world and expressed it in a way that brings out how Torah acts in the world, and that's amazing. And the people who, when, when they want to drop something, they'll declare themselves in modern orthodox. And that's a shame because they've taken something that could be, just like somebody who wants to take a, a drink of whiskey and says he's a chassid, a person who wants to drop a mitzvah and says, orthodox, is, is, is doing a tremendous disservice. I mean, your own issues are your own issues. Don't, don't label a group of people who are extraordinarily sincere and bring quote your mind in a certain way. So, and, and so people need to look around and say to themselves, the, like the years that you're spending now, which is in a Torah environment, is, is the inner flame in your hearts and your inner, and, and your inner understanding of your mind. If you spend the appropriate amount of time building the mindset and the heart of Torah, then when you engage the world, you're affecting the world, not being affected by it. So those, I would say, those are really, that's really the, the partnership that should have been there. It's very fascinating because we speak of diverse communities. It's nothing to compare to what was in Europe. Because we interact. It, it, you know, Etisrael especially became a melting pot. It, it, I mean, I, I never saw a spidey person until I was a grown-up. My father grew up in Lita. He never saw Hasid till the concentration camp. He never, you know, he never he heard that there exist such, such beings. But especially Lithuania was, between the wars, they, they had no diplomatic relationship with Poland. They had, they, they, they were at war, so they never, there was no, they, they, they said there was a small Chabad table of a dozen people, and that was it. They didn't wear the Lavush, so that was it. Today, we are very, very interwoven. We, we, we have a lot, but in Europe, when they made a good Israel, the two key players were Gera Hasidim. The Gera Rebbe was a very pro good person. He, he was very, had his heart and shove in it. He was as Hasidish as he get. Ger was intensely Hasidish. And the German, the Frankfurt Jews, who were modern by, you know, by, by European standards, by, by Polish standards, I mean, they, they, they had education for women. The women sat at the table together and they said they were Torah. It was a very different world. And the Ger Rebbe pushed very hard because they could get things done. They were efficient. They were organized, they were honest, they 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 were l'shem shavayim, and that was and 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 there was a big struggle. They were very scared. They did not want internal influence, but they wanted to work together, and it was because they mutually recognized. Rev Kalbach, Rev Yosef Kalbach, was Hamburg Rav, and he was a brilliant German Rav, grew up in the tradition of German rabbanim. When he, when he went to tour Eastern Europe, he came back with a glowing report. They did fundraising. Even though it was a world that was alien to him, and in a certain sense, the places where he was in Israel were, were 
outside that world. He taught in level school. But he recognized that Eastern Europe has a flame and a passion that Germany doesn't have. It's a whole different level. The ability to understand how to work together and recognize what each one has was whatever success they had was because of that. The Polish Jews had no ability to organize and do, do anything like that. And, and the German Jews were lacking that fire and that, 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 whatever, whatever it was that East Europe gave. The partnership was an extraordinary productive partnership. So those are things that, you, I, those are things that come to the mind about the, the, the strengths of, of, the, of each different group. Yeah. So the problem with it is always these things def- are defined. They, they don't have an, a dictionary definition; they have a social definition. In if one is so, Torah Eretz is is a Mishnah. Torah Mada is not a Mishnah, actually. In case I hate to surprise anybody, <laughs> if it's something where Mada is an outgrowth of it. A person is able to see where the emiss of Torah comes out. A person is able to look at the picture world and understand where these things are. I'm, in my opinion, anything that's a branch of Torah, everything should be a branch, meaning both things. It should be a branch of Torah and it should be a branch of Torah. It should be something that people see and understand. Um, the, uh, if it's a partnership, then, then it's something that it's hard for me to see. A partnership in the sense, this is as valid as this is, it's not even the same. So, so the, the uh, being able to use tools of this world and seeing this world as an expression of Torah, yes, it, it has to be that way. Because in a certain sense, if you say this world is not Torah, then you're saying there exists something other than Torah. And if you're saying this world is as valid as Torah, science is valid as Torah, then you're also saying two things. If it's one thing, and the question is how it expresses itself, how does it come to the world outside, that's something that, that, that I, I, I think is, is very right. So it, it's, it, these things are the Torahs that are because who's the, who, mihu Torah mada, like who's the one that has the right to, to explain? But in my mind, that type of, that type of understanding is, is a very correct understanding. Yes? I, I mean, you, would you like to, to call in the voice? I, I don't know. Yeah, fine. fine, yeah. If someone were to come to me and say you can learn Kabbalah for the rest of your life and there's no, no issues of money or anything, what would be my motivation to accept that deal? That all day I can learn and have a family and that's it. So, finances are not the only thing that define um, what's good for you. In the sense, it needs to be a person who can realize himself through learning all his life. Learning for a few years in a way where, where your basic person is built through Torah is something that I believe is almost everyone. There's always exceptions, but that's something that's necessary and is missing. Do, are you as engaged and as productive? There are people who are, and that's the people that should be learning. You know, for us, they, they provide they provide the heart, the Shamakai Israel. Many people it, it, it just, emotionally doesn't become feasible. It just, a person has to feel, I, I would say, it's terrorist is called terrorist called umnascha. Umnas means, not parnasa. Is this your trade? 
Is this who you are? If a person can learn at 45 with the fire that he's learning at 20, then yes, it's terraces of nothing. I, the Rashiva and the Mir, the one who founded it, was an extraordinary, he was, was a, a giant, and one of his personality traits was a, a constant demand from people around him to learn more and better. And he would grab random people on the street, not, not so random, but he would, they have to come to him and, and get, a, get for Herod on 100 blot. They have to come to him and tell him to and he would pay them money for it. These were not learning yeshiva. And he didn't have that much money, but he would, that was a big thing by him. And he would, and he would constantly um, badger them, and he would argue with the Shekotayra, and then if he begrudgingly give them the money, he would fire them. And he knew if a person was inclined to learning a lot, he would force him to, to tell him Shekotayra. If the person was a machadish, he would force him to tell him this. That was him. That was his... Reb Shiller Rafael Tzchanavracha. He was a dayan in Bezim Mosad Rav He was a very harsh person. Told me that he came down, he learned the Mirfort Kufa, and he came down to Rabbi Zubel to ask him to write on his, you know, for the army deferment to sign the Tarosos and Nasseh. Rabbi Zubel looked at it and he said, you know, there's a shayla in the Gemara of Uman is koine v'shvach kliyanat, which means when you give something to a, 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 a handyman to fix, that when he improves the product, that, it, it, that becomes his, and that's what you're paying him for. You're not paying him wages for the labor, you're paying him for the improvement of the product. It's again, it's a kama. So he said, you know, maybe the army holds like the Madioma, that Uman is kind of a So if you're not producing anything, how can I write Tarasum Nasa? So I first have to hear Shekhar from you. If I feel that Tarasum Nasa, then I can sign on it. It was one of the ways he, he pushed people. It was, you know, he, it was, but, but the point is, if a person feels terosos of nasi, that my Rebbe, Rebbe Moshe Shapiro's man of Racha, when my Rebbeim, was in, he was someplace in Kuslaretz, there was a person who was extremely wealthy. And he, um, as, a, as a young person, he had learned yeshiva sometime, kind of left early, was very interested in getting into business, did, did extremely well. He wasn't so interested in learning, and then as he got older, he, he got more into it. At the age of 40 or so, he had enough money to live on for the rest of his life, and he basically said, maybe I should go sit and learn. And he asked Moshe Shapiro the question, he asked Moshe Shapiro the question. They both told him the same answer in a different language. Moshe Shapiro told him, there are Yisachas in the world as Zvulans. If you can be as good a Yisachar as you are as Zvulan, no one has the right to tell you that you have to work and give tzedakah. Then, then you're fully entitled to express yourself entirely. But if you're an amazing zvulim and an okay yisacha, then you have to stick to the shevet that you belong to. A person needs to understand, what is he? A person who, there was somebody in my shver's house, a from psychologist, um, so he actually learned yeshiva, he learned a few hours a day in yeshiva. And he was sitting and talking to my father-in-law, and he asked my father-in-law, maybe I should drop the, the psychology and, and just sit and learn. So there was somebody happening in the house then, a young man who was a very disturbed person. And my father pointed him and said, as long as you're the person that can help this person, you have no right to drop your profession. In other words, you have a tough kid. And a person has to be honest with himself in both directions. If a person has that type of nature where he can learn productively for his life and be a, a source of terror, then even if he's tempted to other things, that's his nisayim. On the other hand, a person just has a lot of money in the bank and he's lazy to do much, 
and he uses learning as a way to sort of cover up not being, that's another issue. So, so a person has to, it's more than just having money to live on. It's a question of tafkid and a question of who you are. Yes? Um, Rabbi was talking earlier about like realizing yourself through yes. learning. Um, at, to whatever very variant stage or degree in life, if one starts feeling realized, how do they avoid feeling content then and not striving for more? Good question. So that's a question of the Ben Aliyah. I'm serious. It's something that's a, it's a worthy question. Usually, it's, I mean, just like when a person, our body has a way of getting used to things, so a person, God forbid, is, is, is addicted to substances. It, the part of the problem is the high lives for a while, then you need another high. A person who's very adventurous is going to climb one peak, then he want to climb the second peak. When he's reached the highest peak, he's going to do it blindfolded or with weights on his feet or something because we're built... Not, contentment never becomes a plateau. Contentment is climbing. So a person who's... Adam a person who feels the, 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 the joy of moving forward will inevitably want to go further. Yes? Um, let's say, for example, a person was named Akiva, and this person who's named Akiva was writing, was divorcing his wife. Now, this Akiva wrote his name ending with an elephant, ending with a hay. How did he write again? Because um, you need to write it the proper way. Or let's say, for example, people did not know which way he spoke his name. Um, well, that's a change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, so, I'll, I'll tell you, what's done normally is, it's not only Akiva and Aleph and Hay that's a problem. Um, it, it tends to be the, the, the real problem that comes up all the time is nicknames. So somebody is called Yitzchak. Very few people remain Yitzchak. They're Itzi and Itchi and, and Yitki and whatever it is. So the norm of a Masada Gitten is that you, you, you take what you feel are the most common names of a person and you list, you list them all there's, there's a formula for that. There's Diskarya, there's Kinuyim. More case of spelling, usually, in spelling, usually, there's going to be, there's a standard. There's the Shemus HaGitna Rebbe which has become the standard. We tend to use that. It, it just, it, the problem starts with Yiddish names. In, in, in Hebrew, there's, for, for us, there's no different pronunciation, so we'll, we'll stick to the, to, the, to the way it's spelled in, in Shemus HaGitna. When you have Yiddish names where the differences in, in, in writing comes a difference in the way it's expressed, they'll usually do the sky, the machunya, the, the machunya, the this. That, that's, the, that's what we usually do. That's the... Yes? Um, the base Yaakov woman kind of opened up on the door for women. Uh, but recently there have been certain people who have tried to extend that um, and create programs for women to learn not only things like but Halal and Tanakh, but also Gemara. So what does the world think about um, women's learning around, is there a place for it? Is it appropriate? And if there is, to what extent should it be, I guess, the focus of women's the Torah? So it's, it's, it's a sensitive issue, I'll tell you why. It falls under a category of kind of Eis Lashem. Um, and, and the Chavetz Chaim, big changes need big people to make those changes. There was resistance against the Yaakov movement, unfortunately, and we lost 
generation of, of, of women because of that. The um, generations, maybe. When it came already, it was, you know, the, uh, the crisis was, was past crisis point, and it, it succeeded wildly. The, um, and, and the people, there were big people behind it, the Chavetz Chaim, and he was willing to say that the Gemara, but our, the situation today over, overrides that. He made a sharp line between Torah Shabal Peh and Torah Shabal Ksav and Halachas, things like that. The question is, why do we want to change that? So one motivation, so, so it's a few things. And my misservice is to be reluctant to make changes, and that has been very helpful. And some people have made changes that has been very helpful. You know, each one has credit. So saying my, the problem starts really, what is motivation? Well, let, let's give an example. And, and take something simple. The reform movement started with wanting to make innovations in the decorum of the shul. Now, the real motivation was they had a big hang-up about a Christian church. They felt Christian churches look really neat and the Christian services look really good and the Jewish services look like shtibel and therefore they wanted a uniform for the, you know, the collar, uniform, move the table here, have pews, the whole, the whole nine yards. It's, it's an imitation of a church. That's what it is. And, and that's why there was a lot of resistance. Halachically, very few of those items have real, um, real clear halach guidelines. This chukas agayim, which is a general club. But the people were against it, and rightfully so. They smelled that at the end of the day, they want to change Shabbos to Sunday. Why? Is Sunday a, a more appropriate day for having a day off? No, but the goyim have it. And we want to be Christians, except the little asterisk on the bottom. You know, Christians of Jewish faith. But, but the, the big HR was to be like everybody else. The question is that there are differences in men and women is, is permeates the tire. That, um, that, 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 that halachically, a lot of those areas are gray and, and that you can't say the Arab Vayavar type of, you know. The question is, what's the motivation? So Bessakov came and faced the reality. The reality is, we're losing everyone. A person, Reb Shanfal Hirsch, fought a lot of the reform, but he instituted many things in, 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 in his shul because he felt these are necessities and this is what has to be done. You, wanna, you want that the person who makes those concessions, decisions, changes, be a person that you feel is kolkola lishmar, kolkola Torah, and it's a decision that this is necessity. When the decision comes because I want to imitate other people, then everything comes down the pike. The, the, you know, it's whatever's, whatever, if whatever the world thinks is right, we think is right, then, you know, I, I mean, for a while, I don't know, for a while there was this thing in, 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 the, in the more progressive, um, wise papers like the Times that open, open marriage is a great thing. Like, why be stuck with one husband? You can have a few. Um, I, I, it didn't seem to have gotten traction, but it could get traction. I mean, maybe because marriage hasn't gotten traction, so, so, so there's no problem with adultery. You, know, you can't have much adultery if there's no marriage. But, it, you know, we have, just, we have just open relationships today. We don't have marriage anymore. But, but so, so then we would also have to sort of flow along with that and say, well, 
you know, it's, it's kind of archaic, and what can you do? The Allah says it, but we'll get around, we'll have a hetem or something on it. And, and I'm serious. <laughs> you know, what's the motivation? So when a motivation is clearly driven by necessity, because Islas is Hashem, then, and the person who does it, you say, you feel it that way, then it's done good for Kaisal. When it's been simply because, you know, Kola Goyim Yisrael, then, then, we, we, then, then it hasn't done good. So I'm saying it's, it's a really tough issue, and it's an issue that the people, there is there are clear distinctions. A woman cannot be a melech. A woman cannot sit in, 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 in din. She cannot bear aides. You can get around everything halachically. Yes, you, if you're after two baladin on makabal, so they can makabal anybody. But at the end of the day, there's a clear ruach in the Torah. And in those cases where you need to say, as long as halachically it's okay, if the people that have that stature say it, then it, 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 it tends to become a bracha v'kalah If it becomes kind of just afkaris, like, why not be like everybody else and, and just, you know, kind of flow, go with the flow, so, so it's a very weighty decision, and it needs the right type of person to make that decision. Yes? Um, on, on the topic of Talmud Torah, yeah. one of the animating characteristics... Yeah, by the way, men are also high in Talmud Torah, not only women. I, I saw, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, there was somebody, I once had a very cute state, about 22 years ago, there was somebody in our yeshiva, a great guy, really Gishmaka fellow, learning Gemara was this thing, wasn't interested in it, and, you know, just a very nice guy and a positive guy. And that was that. He was a year or two in yeshiva. And then he went off. I don't know where he went to learn. But I don't know if he was learning. Maybe he was in college. He came and he'd come back and for Shabbos. He says, whatever he says, something about why women learning. Why not learn Gemara? That was the conversation. And I asked him, why do you think it's so important? He said, because that's a thing that really connects it to Yiddishkeit. It's so important. I said, Jonathan, for a year... I couldn't hear enough about why it's unimportant and why, why you don't understand why it's necessary. And all of a sudden it became so important. For a year we spent that you said you hate Gemara, you don't like it, and it's dreary, and you don't, it's not spiritual, it's not connecting you to anything. So why did it become so important all of a sudden? See, we laughed, they had a good time. He's somebody I'm very, you know, out of young we still have, he's, uh, he's, he's a really great person, but uh, yes. Uh, sorry, as I said it after you. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, so... I was going to ask, one of the animating characteristics of Rabbi Josh is the firm belief in Kohach HaKadosh. Yes. I wanted to hear what your thoughts on that concept were, both from the perspective of your own Talmud Torah and also what Rav Ami Shosh should be doing in their, in their Talmud Torah. So there's a very interesting Reb Chaim Velazhin writes about Chidushim. And he, I mean, for, you have to ask yourself, some people are gifted and they seem to be able to, to flow like a Mayan, you know, and some people have a hard time saying a Chiddush. Uh, Reb Chaim writes something very fascinating, that Chiddushim means clarifying what you're learning more. And, and I want to explain that, because that's, that's, that I think it's a key piece of understanding something. <coughs> when a person is Mechadish something, what does that mean? If I'm saying something that the Torah didn't mean, then, up, then, then I'm being mechadish, but it's not chidush yutayra. So, so if I'm a great lecturer, and I can say very, very um, deep things about a book, and I really don't care much if the author thought about it or not, if people like what I'm saying, that's what I want. So these are beautifully creative ideas. Whether the author really thought about it or not um, is irrelevant to me. I don't really care. I just don't, I'm, I'm, I like to present stuff that people think is, is neat. 
if you do that with Torah, so then you're sort of distorting the Torah. Torah didn't mean that. So what is a Chiddush? The answer is, a Chiddush means things were not clear. There was a term, like Rabbi Chaim Briska, there's a term that seems to mean something. On closer look at it, it actually means two separate things. You have to know where to put each piece. So all Chiddushim, if they're emis, are a clarification of what was there to start with. Um, my Rebbe, Rabbi Nachman Zohan Evracha, I, I, I wrote about him when he was nifted. Every Rebbe, every, every big Rosh Hashiva, reaches a certain high point in his, in his shir. So one person reaches a very deep svara, and that becomes, the, that becomes like the crux of the shir. And he said, wow, what a deep point. Another person is brilliant with cheshbonus. If you see what Gash says here, and you add to Tyson's here, and then you learn like you there, put it together, you get this halach, and so on and so forth. And that becomes like the, the height of the shir. Reb Nachman was brilliant in all counts, but the height of the shir was, he would come back to wherever he started, Rashi, Rambam, is, and, he, and he would get, you see, it says, Devorim Kiksover. That's exactly what it says over here. And it was something that, that, that you know, it, it excited us. We'd look and say, wow, yes, that's exactly what it says. It's obvious. So a person, when he, if a person can't, so some people can make these Kedushim, and it's amazing, but a person who can't, a person who clarifies the circuit, for every person going over another time, sharpening his understanding of it, there's that feeling, whoever asked over here before about being content with what you have, every time if you relearn something fresh and, and you get it down better, it, it, you get that feeling of chiddush. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's not as flashy as the person who can put down in writing something which everyone who's in us, but it's something that really has a certain plimis, and it's something that has the same thing as called chiddush. Yes? I'm sorry, just like... <laughs> oh, does Rob yeah. have anything to say on staying motivated to wake up every morning early to go to heaven? If I have anything to say about waking up early in the morning to go to, to, to davening? <laughs> like what time? What? The motivation to wake up early. You ask me if I'm for it, or yes? <laughs> I, I just not quite clear. Huh? Right. There could be Talmudim here who struggle with. I hear. Um, you know what? If, if I could, if I could um, put a point on it, like I said before in the beginning. When we work hard at doing something that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, maybe we're able to do it. Lishma is always tough. But if a person, if a person realizes that, that when a person toughs it out, a person goes to the army. So what makes him go? In other words, so yes, you're saving people's lives and it's fine. But down deep, there's a tremendous satisfaction in the self-discipline and ability to draw a lot out of yourself. When a person, it's, if, if getting up early is hard, and a person says, I have what it takes, and I can do what I want to do, it's a little shalom but it's an amazingly good shalom and it's something that, it's, it's genuine. A person, same thing, a person buckles down and sits and learns, and he's normally fidgety, and he's able to sit himself. The sense of self-discipline and inner strength is a motivation. 
It also helps if you go to sleep a little earlier. That, that's, uh, that's definitely on, on, on the... But, but, but I'm saying the point that a person focuses on is I can make things happen when I want them to happen. And, and, and that's something that is, gives a person tremendous satisfaction. It, anything that's tough, people go on a diet, people work out, people do things. They, they, down deep, the satisfaction that they tap into is koakvura. I can make things happen. Maybe that, that'll be, that's something helpful. It's not the mashkichim here can be very helpful. A cup of water or something. In the oh, theoretic, for the theoretical bacher, we can have a theoretical cup of cold water or something. Apple. <laughs> yes. Uh, back to the rabbi today about the Ruach Torah. Yeah. What might be some of like the roles and, um, and, and traits that a man would be expected to assume because he's a man and a woman would be expected to assume because he's a woman? In terms of like visibility, uh, like loudness, uh, other things like leadership, and like, and like, and like so, so there are a lot of. In, in other words, it, it's hard because it doesn't say mephurish things. But I, I, I want to, I, I want to um, add a, a certain point that is not. Unfortunately, a woman's role tends to be much more subtle, and that's why it's much less noticed. For instance, a father tends to discipline a child by being tough, strong, whatever you want to call it. A mother radiates a certain sense of expectation. The Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, says, Kosom Lebes Yaakov, he says, why the women were taught first, were told first about Nantor? Because it's the mother's warmth and expectation of the child that is the primary motivator. A child, you can push someone to do something, but down deep, every person... If a push comes to shove, you crave your father's um, admiration because it's kind of man to man, but you never want to hurt or disappoint your mother. There's something, and it's deeper. It's, it's, it, when your father says you're a great guy, you know, I'm proud of you, it makes you feel kind of, yeah, I, you know. But a mother, the look in her eyes, the sense of, of, of what she wants, her disappointment, and a Shabbos table. Even a Shabbos table where the father is saying the different Torah and everything, the mother creates the beauty, the sense of it, it, it the intangible, the difference between a meal. I, I once had a very interesting case. It's, 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 something happened in Shebrez. Again, this is going back 20 years ago. There was a boy who was very poor. Um, I think it was about two. I don't remember what. But he had money to make a wedding. So they made it in the shul. And the Bachram put together the meal. It was actually Mozart Servatavis. So they gave bagels, lax, cream cheese type of, of suda. And the boys did it. So they, they bought bagels, put a lot of bagels. They were very, you know, everybody was very generous, a lot of this, a lot of that. I have a, a cousin, a first cousin of mine by marriage. She's a daughter of a caterer. Uh, it was a big caterer at the time. She was related to actually to the college side. And they came down, she and her husband came down. She looked at it and she started crying. She said to me, listen, the fact that they can only forbid it, no problem with that. But why couldn't they give it to a woman to set it up? Not big brown bags with bagels. I would take the same ingredients and I'd make a chasna out of it. Not, you know, boy style, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, it, 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 and, and when you ask yourself, to, 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 Merz Hashem, well, all of you have a home in Merz Hashem, you will have a, a, a be marriable. You can give big chunks of meat and big chunks of potato kugel, and yes, it's a, it's it's a Thursday night uh, little shishi child. But on a table, what gives 
Shabbos and what gives a sense of beauty and dignity is the way it's, the way it's made, the, 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 the way it's arranged, the time, the personality. And, and I, I said once about a, a certain person, it says, Shema Bani Musavicha, Valtita Shtarasimecha. There's a huge gap between the two. Shema Bani means the default setting is you not listen to your father. Listen to him. The default setting of Tarasimecha is you're listening. Don't drop it. For most people, the, the, the innermost connection to Yishkai is that subtle, soft, kind beauty. And to say that it's all the same except for a centimeter of, 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 of flesh, that's insane. Anyone who's seen any home with a father and a mother um, and a, a wife and a husband knows those are, is it absolute? A, a woman could be that also, but she's still, but she's still the woman in the house. She's still the one who provides that. And, and it, I think what's relevant to everyone is a mother and a father together. I always say a child needs to hear two voices that are not exactly the same. One voice is, we have an agreement. We made an agreement. I warned you. There are consequences. You didn't do your homework, and you got this. You're not going on the trip. And another voice says, but maybe just one more time, because he's going to be so disappointed, and, and it's really something special. Which is true? Both together are true. Which is true? Akash Baruch Hu a chesed, Akash Baruch Hu a mishpat. Either one of the two, without the others, are for the two together is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Shechim in the house is, it, it says in Chazal, the father gives the skeleton, the mother gives the flesh and blood. If a human being was just a skeleton, well, he, he would be hard, cold, and extremely unappealing. If a human being would be just protoplasm, just, just, he would be a jellyfish, and a big jellyfish. And, and also, it not, 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 what makes us beautiful is we have a skeleton that's tough and kind of unyielding, and, and it's surrounded with flesh and blood that's soft and warm and flexible. The two together, and, and each one has a role. And to me, that's, that's, that's at the heart of what an Hashem of the Yiddish Hashem is like. I feel terrible, but we agreed on, on an hour. Maybe just another minute or two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. I, okay, yes. Um, the, Rav men- the Rav mentioned earl- earlier about the 90% of a Klal y- Yisrael that, that is not Shomer Mitzvah. So how should we, as a Orthodox Shomer Mitzvah, Jews react to, uh, to uh, this large portion of a Klal y- y- Yisrael? Should, uh, should, should we embrace Kiruv, or should we embrace, like, co-inhabitation? So, in the big picture... Our desire is to bring it back. Um, it, it, it means probably the best cure that I think the broadest effective has been sort of partisan Torah and not having that destroy. Um, when you have one-on-one learning, people understand each other. People, are, you know, people can get more close. It's a slower, less glamorous process than big bandwagon kiruv. Um, Understanding other people, knowing other people, for what I can tell, this, that, that's most fostering this type of partisan Torah. <coughs> when, when you learn with another person and you get to know each other, it usually tends to be mashpia. And that's my feeling. And, that, and at least minimally, 
I should feel the way when, when God forbid, you know, many people have in the family as a family member who's really gone far, very far. It, it's it's a terrible pain. So we should feel it. And I'm not saying I'm I'm far from from being such a big tzaddik, but at least we should feel it minimally. That when we, the occasionally when we die, we should we should bear in mind that most of our family is, is gone, going. Yes. I know in the Rosh Hashiva in Silver Spring, they have really all the key ages in a, in a Ben Torah's development, whether guys you know, in high school, learning full time based on afterwards, guys in Kolo. I was wondering if, if the. That's because it's, it's a perfect Yeshiva. to share his opinion, uh, both about, maybe, maybe from, from the Talmudist perspective, you know, what's really the, 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 most, important, the most important key time uh, of learning and forming, but, but also from the, from the mechanics perspective. You know, really, where is the, the most the most important place to uh, I, I don't know to be to be much and really to, to put an olive bar on our coat? So, so I guess maybe we'll take that as the last question. Um, this this kuf in life is is an extremely important kufa because a total immersion ruchnius and Torah is the heart and the sham of of what's going to come afterwards. Everything else should be a branch of it. In, in, your, in your most formative stage, this is really the formative years of your adult tkufa. After a person is, let's say, 23, he's basically, it, it's, it's outside of him. He's basically Before a person is 17, 18, he's really, really immature in, in that sense that, that you know, he, it's, it's not yet. But these are the years, I would say, between 18 and 23, though, that range, you know, some people a little more, some people less, but that's the range. When you become who you are, who you are should be Kulo Torah Kaddish Baruch What we do, how we express it, how we bring it out, what's our topic in the world, that branches out. So it's critical both junctions. The, first of all, the formation of a Torah person. That there's one thing, I came to this world not because I brought myself to this world, Kaddish Baruch brought me to this world, it's a tachlis for me, and after Kichos HaKol, uh, a few years will go by, and I'm back to, to coming back and, and being asked, "What did you do?" Th- that's that's who a person is. Then a person needs to to be able to successfully integrate that into into the olam hamaisa. How do I express it? How do I make it viable? How, you know, how do I do what I'm supposed to do? Those that's and it's really it's it's a, for anyone who's an anisbal nefesh, it should be a struggle. A pure rochnistic world and a physical world are different. Just like a body and neshama is very different. And Akash Boko wanted us, you know, neshama sapi tahorahi, the neshama is tahor, and to struggle and bring it out and bring the world of flesh to become part of it. It's, it's, that's, that's, what we, that's a lifetime's avoda. And Be'ez Hashem, Hashem, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely impressed by the questions by the, 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 what people grapple with, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll use your, your years of being in, in the Shakur and the Makam Torah to become the people and that, uh, to, to become the inner self, to realize your inner self consciously, fully, and then when you need to, to, to express it in, in the world around, in the, in the guf, in the, in the world, you, you do it successfully and bring out whatever the kudu you have and and be mekadesh em shemayim and 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 be memaliyat afkit. That's that's what it, that's what it's all about, Hashem. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you for having me here for sharing this time with the Torah and the Talmud.
has, it has online hundreds of hearings. 